For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah! Hello, what is up, world? Welcome to Believe Cowboys, episode three, Jesse tells me. He tells me it's episode three, and I believe him. Hello, former Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly, How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Just looking for the read that I almost forgot last time. De Mayo. What? Is that a real holiday? Like 6 0 de Mayo? That's not really. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Seis. Seis. I think it would be seis because I was Cinco. Seis de Mayo? Seis de Mayo. Happy Seis de Mayo. I mean, technically, Cinco de Mayo just means the 5th of May, so we can make any day a holiday. Just yes. say what day it is. Welcome to May the 6th. I think there's a, I think there's a significant reason why they say the fifth though right well so cinco de mayo my understanding is that most people celebrate it like it's like mexican independence or something but i think it was actually just like the ba- the win of some battle against the french at some point but we don't need a lot of reasons to party so we party it's kind of what we do that's why i'm hurting today so here's jesse holly former cowboys wide receiver for the next half hour you guys have a great time and thanks to my guy kilgore he says, my favorite show of the week in the chat. Let's go. Drop in the super chat. Uh, we appreciate that. And, of course, this show is brought to you by our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. I should have bet on the stars last night, but I didn't believe. Find all the latest sports developments, We're updated believe. odds. Don't believe. What? 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 Believe, but you don't believe in the belief. Well, you can't worry about that. I've wanted to believe, but I didn't believe. And then when it was over, I was like, man, I could have made some money. So, yeah, Bet Online's awesome. Don't forget the Run for the Roses is on, Kentucky Derby. They're your source for all your sports wagering needs, live betting, favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. So, head to the website today. Use your mobile device to join. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts and where Luca's going to win tonight. Maybe. But probably not. Ooh, but maybe I, w- I wouldn't bet or believe <laughs> on that on, on that tonight. That well, then cool? bet on Phoenix. Just make sure you go to Bet Online and get your fifty percent welcome bonus, and bet on Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Bunch let's of jerks. Let's get our other co-host in here. Uh, let's get our other co-host in here. Oh, looky there! It's now a dog show. Oh, baby, say what's up, man. Mamba. This is Mamba, guys. Hello, this Mamba. Is, this is the newest member of, of the Believe team right here. Oh. Mamba. Believe Mamba in Mamba. Corso. Hi, Mamba. Antoine said, I'm here for the reckless Jesse takes. I don't care what subject. I did. I put that in the alert that goes out when I hit the go live button that you'd have a reckless take today. And I didn't know what it was going to be on. I just figured there would be a reckless take. There would be something uh, we have many topics today. Where do you want to start, Jesse? Um, let's take it from the top. Wherever the top is on your list. 
Uh, I don't have really. Okay, so it's post draft, so I guess we can start with post draft things before we get to Jesse has really smart ideas about topics, which we'll get to in a second. But the NFC East got better in the NFL draft this year, and I enjoy the conversation of is it still the Cowboys to win or is it someone else's to win? Where the Giants look, if you have two top seven picks, you're supposed to get better. <laughs> and they did. They they got a hellified pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau. They got Evan Neal, who I bet is going to be their starting right tackle from Alabama. Uh, they had a nice little drive. Now, they had a big old reach in the second round, too, with Wandale Robinson, but that's okay. Uh, the Eagles obviously got better. A.J. freaking Brown is going to join their team. Jordan Davis is now on the Eagles. Are you comfortable that the Cowboys are the best team in the East, Jesse? I am not. Um, I, I am. I am not. I, I am not for a multitude of reasons. One, we've known history says that no one repeats as division winners in this uh, uh, in this conference, right? So, it's like over the last seventeen years, it's been a new division winner every single year since Donovan McNabb did it back to back years in like '04 or something stupid like that, right? And I think when you look at, despite what the Cowboys did in the draft. They, they're not a better football team. Like, they're post-draft, the Cowboys are not a better football team that ended the year in January to San Francisco. So if you're telling me free agency has gone by, draft has gone by, and your team isn't not even marginally better, let alone a huge game better, that tells me the rest of the competition has gotten a little bit better. And I said this in – when 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 they brought over uh, Dable from from Buffalo to come over to coach the Giants, I said this football team just got better. That football team got better by the hiring of the coach, by the hiring of the GM. That like like eliminating Gettleman, like we eliminated Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, and, and our eliminations did not add to additions. The Giants eliminated Gettleman, and honestly. No offense, they could have put you in the front office and it would have been a game for the Giants. Like, as long as Gettleman was in place, I was for sure so happy that the Giants would never be successful. I, first of all, Jesse, I don't appreciate that you say that like I wouldn't be an incredible GM. I'd be the best GM of all time. We would never draft a running back or pay a run. We'd do all sorts of really things that the NFL doesn't do and probably crash and burn and get fired immediately. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like I agree with you. Like the Giants definitely got better. I mean, they just got better at right tackle. They got better at defensive end. They got rid of the worst GM to ever GM. They like the Giants definitely got better, but they have Daniel Jones. Right. Like the Eagles got better, and the Eagles to me would be the threat to dethrone the Cowboys in the East. Is Jalen Hurts good? Like that's that's gonna be the question. Like you can add a couple of things around here, but at the end of at the end of the day. As Stephen Jones would say, are their quarterbacks good enough? I, be I don't think either are good. I think the Giants have done two things. The Giants have said, we're going to give Daniel Jones every opportunity to be successful. We're going to shore up this offensive line, and we're going to make sure that you can't come back to us and say, hey, you guys didn't give me an opportunity to be successful, so that when we cut you, You'll know we cut you because we gave you every chance and you did not succeed. But I do also think they are saying, do what you did for Josh Allen, 
with Daniel Jones. And I know that Josh Allen was a really high pick, but when Josh Allen first got into the league, it were times where he couldn't hit the wise out of the barn. And they they somehow, some way fixed him to make him a premier quarterback in the National Football League. I think the Morrow family are saying, okay, you know, you made one hove, make another hove, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like make another one. Like our, our guy has some of the same similar traits in, in the sense of he has a live arm, he's freakishly athletic, he can run. He may not be as athletic as Josh Allen, but yeah, but 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 Daniel Jones can get up and scoot. He can know? run, but he did fall down that one time. He can scoot. He can, he can get out there and scoot. And they're saying, do what you did to him to our guy, and we're going to put the pieces around him. And the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I, I've never believed in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, to me, is 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 like the Jalen Brunson of quarterbacks. Like, he, th- there is some good in him, and they can have some good in him, but, like, someone's going to overpay you, and someone's going to give you a chance to be the starting point guard, and then they're going to realize, oh, he looked different in the light. You know oh. Okay, so you just wanted to swerve across three lanes of traffic here uh, just to take a shot at Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah let's bring it back to football. But so, I, yes, to your point, those teams got better and their quarterbacks still suck <laughs> or are or, or, or under what you want your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback to be. Now, conversely, we have the better quarterback, but, but, and a big old, big old butt. Wow. Our quarterback at times seems to not perform to the best of his ability unless all the situations and circumstances, all the ducks are in a row, are in place for him to do so. The line has to be healthy and strong. The running game has to be healthy and strong. I got to have all my receivers. And then, then, I am your top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. But when some of those pieces are out of place, when some things aren't quite where they should be, it just so happens sometimes that our quarterback and that big old, big old butt out. He got, our quarterback's got good hips, good butt, good thighs too. He's well built in the middle. So that maybe, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't know how this thing will, will, will average out. Will it average out to they have really other good pieces like the Eagles are going to have a great defense. They're going to have a great defense. They got this. I, I I truly believe this. I said the Cowboys and the Eagles probably have the two biggest steals in the draft. Honestly, when you talk about upside, when you talk about upside, and I think for the Cowboys, if Dr. Cooper, whoever the back doctor, neck fusion doctor is, and Britt Brown can figure this thing out, we got us a damn good baller. Damone Clark, baller. the LSU linebacker? linebacker and if all else works out with the kid from georgia uh uh uh, uh what's came uh dean if he all, oh yeah if that i don't know what the deal with that is but if that if that happens to be less than what they thought it was or what the other league thought it was to me two biggest steals in the draft and that defense is going to be really good will our quarterback and will our team have everything in place for him to be at his maximum best so that this team the cowboys can take this division again yeah, Nicobe Dean might be – I mean, for me, he was the best linebacker in that draft class. Apparently, he had some sort of thing where teams were like, hey, are you going to have surgery on this shoulder or something? And he was like, nah. And they were like, uh-oh, like that might not be good. And so people are concerned that he might have to have a surgery. I don't know. But Nicobe Dean is a stud. That sucks that he's in your division. Uh, 
I am a Dak believer. I'd like to apologize to all the uh, haters like Jesse out there. I'm a Dak believer. Uh, and that's why I believe the Cowboys are going to win the division again is because he won't be coming off of having his leg put back on and then hurting his shoulder in camp and then having the strained calf. Like, I do think that my guy, I love him. He's very mentally strong. He was mentally effed last year, the second half of the year. I think he would – and part of it probably was they weren't blocking great. Uh, they couldn't run the ball. But I think all of that stuff piled up, and my guy put together like the worst six-week stretch of his career. So Dak will be back, Jesse. Don't worry about it. Dak will be back. Or he'll never be the same, and we'll find a new quarterback after next year. He has to be. He, he has to be back and to be where he was, as, as my guy Nate Newton says, back to being rookie Dak. He needs that rookie Dak back. Um, and if he can get back to that with a little bit of that savvy veteran, then you're talking. Now, now we're cooking with grease. Now we're cooking with grease and you got something rolling. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know when you start looking at everything that's begun to happen to Dak. Like, is he becoming injury prone? Is he, is he, is he, is he, and at the end of the day, we have to honestly, like, if we're going to be honest, I, I do this show with you because I feel that this is a safe space and we can be honest. Of course we can. Yes, sir. I'm right here for you. I do. I, you know, I, I come here because I feel safe Yes. and that we can be honest with one yes. another. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. There was a reason Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh dear. And, and no, no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that there were some things, there were some flaws in his game that a lot of talent evaluators saw. It's not a safe space. I feel like it's not. I feel like I'm being judged. Oh no, yeah, you're totally safe. I was just seeing if there's anything around that I could pick up to make me feel better. Anything oh. that I can just hold on to. Yeah. And so there are there are noticeable flaws that was in his game that tie in a value where it says this guy is what he is and while he'll go into this round. And not saying that you can't elevate and be above those. And I know I knew someone was going to say this. I knew someone was going to say, what about Brady? I get it. I understand it. That, uh, we're talking about a once in a lifetime generational thing that happens. Like for every, for every one Brady, like – there is, there is a lot of other things. But what I'm saying is Tony had his limitations, and we saw that rear his ugly head at times. You are tearing down Tony Romo right in front of everybody. Don't you know that you're not allowed to be – you're not allowed to be uh, any way critical of Tony and Dak. You have to pick one. You not have to hate one, and you have to like one. That's <laughs> I'm just saying there, there, there's, there's a reason why that stuff happens, and at times for Dak, it, 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 those – deficiencies rear their ugly heads in moments when you don't need them to rear their ugly head. Yeah. I mean, Dak doesn't have the, like, I think what happened with him is one part of his game was based on running. And if that element's not going to come back, then it'll be tough to be one of the best quarterbacks in football. And he just, he doesn't have the arm talent that Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, like he doesn't have a laser rocket arm. He has tools that are good enough and then he's going to win yeah. here. And right. that's what he's and that's what he's got to do. And my guy and was is, now let's be honest, right? You you're you are a film savant. You spend countless hours in between being as sexy as you want to be watching a lot of film. Yeah. And last year team said, What? We are just going to confuse the hell out of you. We're gonna make you have to figure this thing out through six, seven, eight defenders dropping in coverage. And if you can do that. If you can do that, 
then we'll tip our cap to you and we'll say, good job, young man. We'll live to see another day. But that second half of the season, when those defenders were saying, we're not, you line up 21 in the backfield. We know that he can't beat us anymore. We're not afraid of that. We're not afraid of that with three and four man rush. And we're going to drop the rest of these jokers into coverage and make you have to find windows, anticipate throws, drive throws through, through, through closing windows, and then make your receivers have to make contested catches. And we're going to see at the end of this game, when the, when the, when the clock strikes triple zero, have you done enough to win this football game? And you're not going to be well protected. <laughs> so, I mean, so, yes. And the mental part of it has to come into play. And there were times last year. Oh, oh, oh and by the way, I, I'm going to have to ask your offensive coordinator to actually call plays that we don't recognize as soon as you break the huddle. And I hate that that's a 10-year story. Like. Garrett, Linehan, Moore, and it's still there. It drives me nuts. Hey, thank you, Rick, in the super chat for the uh, pool fund. He said, do you still Discord? And Jesse's speaking the truth. I need to get logged back in to the Discord server. I have a Discord server for members of the YouTube channel. Uh, but it has an authentication yeah, thing, and I have to find my old phone to get back in. It, it signed me out. Is that like some OnlyFans-type exclusive stuff that you do? Yeah, I do foot stuff in there. A lot of feet. A lot of feet. Antoine, I hear you on Dak. Right now, speed game is tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. That's why I do foot exercises. Antoine said, "I hear you on Dak. If I can add, and Dak is my guy, he seems to lose faith in his pass catchers quickly." Oh, I mean, I would if I was a quarterback. You drop one pass for me, I'll take get off the field. Damn. (laughs) But it's it's also I think sometimes people fail to realize. When you take enough hits from other 285 pound dudes, like that weighs on you. That that weighs on you a lot. And so you start, you know, you may not say it out loud, but you you start seeing ghosts. You start thinking the ball is supposed to be where it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be there. That that takes a toll on you, like mentally. I don't know how many of you guys have been hit in a blind side or been tackled, you know, six, seven, eight, nine times in the game by a dude who's 300 pounds. That's not a fun place you want to be. You don't want to be on the bottom side of a thick dude in tight pants. Okay. That's fair. I love that you're pretending that the quarterback gets hit hard when you played receiver. I know, which means you probably played special teams at some point, which means at some point you were probably a gunner and you were running down thinking you had the punt returner lined up and you got ear holed by somebody who was like, hey, this looks fun. I know that because it happened to me and I got concussed. Crazy. I never was a gunner. I was always a wing. I was always the wing. It was a wing. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I never well, as we to, always say, I am the best receiver on this show. Yeah. I, I never I never had to to take that that assault uh on the outside. I took my assault on the inside. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> A little bit different. Now, you mentioned uh we know that 21 can't beat you. That's the next place we go here oh. on Believe Cowboys presented by Bet Online. Can they ever will they? It could it be a real thing this year? Could Tony Pollard be a real like he's a thirty percent of the time guy? Will the Cowboys actually have the stones to play the guy who doesn't make much over the guy who makes a bunch and does cool stuff like this? <laughs> the the Cowboys have to they you know, we've all been in this situation where there's been a really good loyal girl to us. But in our young, I'm going to say in our younger years, we preferred to chase the raunchy, 
sluts, right? Sir. Can we not say that on Believe? I mean, I think we can say whatever we want. Right. But... You know, and then... Oh, wait, why do I have this background on? I've had this background on the whole time. And why do then, I even have... after that, after we chase around the raunchy ones and they end up with someone else who's raunchier, then we want to come back to that thing that we knew was good. And we hit them with the, hey, big head, how are you? I think this is the year that the Cowboys just have to go and say, hey, big head, I know we've kind of put you on the shelf for the last couple of years, but this is now the time where we've seen that we have to now come to you a little bit more than we used to. I think this is the time where Tony Pollard and, and what you want to do, because the versatility, when I look at players like, like, and I'm not, when I say this, I'm saying like, I'm not saying as good as. I'm saying like, when you look at players like Dalvin Cook, when you look at players like Alvin Kamara, when you look at players like a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and the versatility that they bring to an offense, the threats that they bring to an offense, and it puts the defense on their heels because I don't know if he's going to run the ball zone outside. I don't know if he's going to counter back across. I don't know if they're going to motion him out into the slot. I don't know if they're going to line him up outside and just attack us vertically down the field with this player. Tony Pollard has all of those features. Like, like that's in his toolbox, right? And again, I'm not saying he does it as, as, as good as an Alvin Kamara or a Dalvin Cook. I'm saying it's in his tool bag. And I think now is the time, especially when I do believe offensively, all those jobs are on the line, coaching-wise. You need to come out here and throw everything at these opponents that you can possibly throw at them. And for Tony Pollard, he has become one of your most versatile, one of your most versatile options that you have at running back. And you need to kind of just say, hey, hey, big head, you woke, you up. This me, this Steve. And don't even say Steven, just say this Steve. This me. Hey, I got you. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know what I'm saying? We we gonna we gonna give you a little bit a little bit extra this year. Kellen, you got to say that. Like, hey, this is Kel. You good? You everything you're saying sounds great. You know, it's not gonna happen, right? I know, I know, but I'm you know, saying it's, not happen, right? it's May. I can, I can, you know. Yeah, it's. I would love it. I would love it because I mean, last year Tony Pollard, maybe he was second. He either led the league or he was second in yards per carry. And it's like, how many years do I have to get more yards per touch? have a better catch percentage, get more yards per reception before you're like, oh, wait, maybe you should be our running back. <laughs> it's just, it, it's not possible because well, you know they what? love 20, they love them some 21. And it's, it's not that they love 21. They, they, they're they tied to the money that they pay 21. It's, yeah, Tony, you're you're really, really good at what you do, but you, you, you make a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars. The other guy, yeah, he, he he's he's kicked us in the nuts for fifteen million dollars. So we 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 gotta at least get this rub and tug all the way off, no matter the cost, no matter the cost of what uh -huh. it costs. But we're paying twenty one, fifteen million dollars, twelve million, whatever it is, twelve to fifteen million dollars, and we're paying you nine hundred thousand. So sorry, even though you may actually bring more to the table in certain instances, we're paying him a lot more money. Joe said, love you guys. I thought slim down Zeke at the beginning of the year looked super effective prior to injury. Five plus yards per carry. He did. And Pollard was getting seven plus yards per carry at the beginning of the year. They were just, 
Uh, I don't care. It's the Cowboys. It's what they do. They got their guys. And I, you know what? Oh, yeah. You're hating on Zeke. You're hating on Zeke. You're hating. Nobody's hating on any of your football players. I'm really excited that Zeke got all his money. And I hope that he has a lovely life and goes to the hall of fame. Tony Pollard's better than him. We have 900 ways to measure how good you do your job. And Tony Pollard is better. So that's not hating. It's praising the guy who's better. You can, pretend I'm, you can pretend I'm saying Zeke is the second best running back in football, right behind Tony Pollard. So blessed to have this two-headed monster. Sorry. And, and no, and you're right. And, and everybody last year, you know, wanted to say, well, I, I've, I, I've hated this narrative that the blocking comes into play. Like, blocking is not a skill. I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, what, the, what in the crap? Blocking is not a skill. What? Blocking is a one-two. From you're, skill guys. From skill guys. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going right. to say, you're about to find out with the first-round pick if it's no, a skill. No, no. I, I, so let me, let me put a – let me put a let – me, let me bring – blocking is not a skill for skill players. It's one-two. If you're a skill guy – Yeah, I sucked at it because I wanted no part of it. Yeah. Right. If you're a skill player, if you're a tight end, running back, receiver, it's not a skill. It's literally put your face in another man's face and – be aggressive. It's not a skill. It's really not a skill. There's no skill in blocking for skill guys. Now, if you're in the trenches, yes, but there's no skill to that. And so if Tony Pollard, you know, he's a little way a little bit less than Zeke, but cool, you can still get in front of a guy. I watched I watched receivers and tight ends last year. I watched receivers and tight ends last year block the best or one of the best linebackers in football in the playoff game. Oh yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. That you know what that was part of. That honestly was part of the Cowboys draft focus. Is if you go like if I read you a scouting report on most of their draft picks, like the word edge, nasty, mean, tough, like it's going to be in there for almost everybody they picked. So they know. They yeah, know. Of course they know. Of course they know. But as you and I both know, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. If it's not being brought in from top down then it gets lost in translation. It needs to be it, it needs to be an attitude. It needs to be a way that you carry yourselves. Coaches need to preach it. They need to act it. And that's going to trickle into the players. And until that happens, until that's a way of life, until that's a way of life, then you could try to, you know, you could try to add the pads on all you want. Like San Fran was physical before the season started. And that that was an attitude that everybody from coaches to trainers to equipment to strength and conditioning to the nutritionists that everybody took upon. And it carried them throughout the year. So when you tried to come in and say, oh, the week of the playoffs, we're going to put pads on, and we haven't had pads on in 32 weeks. Good luck. Good time luck. Time to get tough. Yeah, Good luck. Time to get tough right then. Yeah. 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 Uh, shout out to Antoine. Zeke saved Dak's life three or four times last year. We do appreciate that. I appreciate the running back blocking, but man, if you're gonna tell me that your running back's awesome because of how he blocks, sounds like your running back ain't doing a lot of other stuff real great. Hey, y'all, this is y'all's fault. I don't talk about Zeke on my own. Y'all make me, and I'm not. Yes. I'm apologizing. Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have to give themselves an opportunity to be, uh, to be Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard centric in this offense, and I don't just like. And and don't and, and and hey guys, don't run them up the middle. 
don't don't run them up the middle. Like that's not, like let's not do that. But let's not make that a thing. I'm not saying that you can't run up the middle, but hey, let's not let's not do that. Let's go out and say where he gets seven yards of carry at. Let's do that. Let's work those edges. Let's work the edges. You know, like hey, if he gets three up the middle and he gets seven outside, I see no I see no purpose of us keep running up the middle when he gets three. When when he goes outside, he gets seven. Like let's just let's just have common sense here and say let's utilize this guy's skill set like most good football teams do. Let's utilize this guy's skill set to the best of his ability and use it in a way that helps our offense significantly. All right, Jesse, it's time for our final topic of the day. More likely to duplicate what they did last season, Trayvon Diggs or Micah Parsons? It's an impossible question, by the way, because you sent it to me and I know what my answer is, but it doesn't matter because it's an impossible question because it could be both. I want to hear your answer first. My answer is Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons. Like right. nothing is going to change about the fact that you can't block him. He runs faster than everybody. He is stronger than everybody. Micah Parsons is a absolute freak show. Like offensive tackles aren't going to start learning how to block him. He's he's going to be an absolute terror all the time. But I guess it's just I'm more comfortable with that than the idea that like Trayvon Diggs is going to have double digit interceptions. I, I'm very comfortable that Trayvon Diggs is always going to be an interception guy. And that there's no reason he can't continue to get better in terms of regular old coverage. Like, could he replicate being a takeaway guy that's really, really good at football? Yes. But I'm 100% certain that Micah Parsons is going to do Micah Parsons things every day. It's who he is. The dude's a a freak show. So the answer is Parsons. I think think the the only right answer is Micah Parsons, right? Because there's a reason why that particular record was a 30-year record, right? It was, it was 30 years since Cubby had 12 interceptions in a year or something like that, Everson Walls. So I agree. The, the only answer is Michael Parsons because no matter how good Trayvon Diggs is, I don't think he's ever going to have a 10-interception season again. And that's the crazy part about it. If he doesn't, that doesn't mean he sucks. <laughs> like, if he goes for the rest of his career – and averages four to five interceptions a season, like that's Pro Bowl numbers. Like your Pro Bowl cornerbacks are getting anywhere between four and seven interceptions a year. So if you're telling me he's going to get, if you said, Jesse, I'm going to guarantee Trayvon Diggs for the rest of his career for seven more years, and he's going to have four to five interceptions every single year, will you take it? I will say, stamp it, give it to me right now. I'll take it. I will take it, and that will be, if he brings the rest of the stuff together, that'll be a, almost a Pro Bowl season every single year with that amount of interceptions. And I just it, like, that, like, surely there's other corners in the league that can catch, but it really seems like he's the one dude that every ball he has a chance to pick, he does. And like that, like, that's not going to change. And so I do think that he's going to be, he'll be a big interception guy. Yeah. 11 is just, that's, that's, stupid. A, that's stupid. That's it's stupid. not real. Now, Micah Parsa answer is the right answer. Here's my only, and I get to play devil advocate here, because I like to look at things as a as a as a as a whole. And I look at Micah Parsons, and he comes in, and his his first year is rookie year. And as you know, you know rookies come in, and 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 they can have a profound impact early on. Why? People don't really understand them. They don't know them. There's no film on them. There's really no tape on them and then they come in and you get with a wizard like 
Dan Quinn, who now unleashes you at a position that no one really thought you were going to play all year long. And you just, you're just wreaking havoc across the league. Now, you know, year two comes in and there's going to be film. Like there's, Micah can't surprise anybody anymore. There is no more surprises. There isn't no more, you know, he'll be a rookie. No, that's done. You are now starred. When the offensive linemen get their playbooks for that week, you're now starred. Like you're starred for the opposing team's offensive line, the opposing team's offensive coordinator. When we break the huddle, we're going to find where number 11 is at. That's a fact. No more. You ain't, you ain't sneaking up on folks anymore. Here's my biggest thing that I'll continue to monitor, especially when it comes to being a Dallas Cowboy. The off the field stuff, and I'm not saying trouble, I'm not saying trouble at all, is does your focus stay the same? Are you the same focus, hungry animal that you were a year ago? as you are coming in this year after you won defensive rookie of the year, after you've been on every single, you know, you got your 7-Eleven commercials and you got your this commercial and you got your that commercial and you're dropping hockey pucks when you're not supposed to be dropping the puck. Gotta wait for the players to come out, Micah. Even I know that, the other black guy from the Northeast. Wait for the guy to come out, then drop the puck. And you're play, they should have told him. They should have told him. You're the face of this and you're the face of that, and now you have this level of celebrity that you've never had before. And at times – that can sometimes eat away at the hunger of a young player because you, you begin – now, I, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't because I think Micah is an exceptional football player. Dude is an animal. But I just want to make sure that the focus is solely on being the best football player you can possibly be and not falling victim to playing the star because that's a real thing. That is a real, real thing. And we've seen it countless amount of times from players who were really good in other places in college. And then they got here and it was like, oh, snap, this is this is real. Like I am the, I, I am bigger than I'm larger than life. I'm, I'm billboard size living right now because I'm a Dallas Cowboy. And, and now instead of me having that focused tunnel vision hunger, now I'm on game shows and billboards and music videos and I mean, I'm, I'm flying here, flying there, doing this, doing that, and kind of football sometimes becomes almost secondary. I don't appreciate what you're doing right now. You know? Micah Parsons is one of the dudes that is an absolute, well, it's a, it's a good point because we've been wrong before. But everything about Micah Parsons to me just screams compete, 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 compete. Uh but life is fun when people start giving you stuff. Yeah, but but and, and here's another thing, Jeff. Here's another thing. Like Micah, like like when God was making Micah, he made Micah with a little bit more than he made us, right? And a lot of times you could compete, 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 compete simply off natural ability. And you know in this league that natural ability will get you so far until you having to start putting some sort of brain power behind that natural ability. And that's the thing with Micah. He's been so good, just naturally. He's naturally strong. He's naturally fast. He's naturally gifted, right? He can see things developing and coming. Like, like at times last year, I would always say, like, man, he has the brain power of Sean Lee and the athleticism of, uh, 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 you know, a freak athlete. Will that continue? Like, that's my only thing. I just want that hunger to stay the same. I want, I want, I kind of almost want that Ray Lewis hunger in it. 
Easy. I mean, no, I want, I mean, I want, you know, I want you to borderline, you know, you know what I'm saying? Easy. No, I don't. And no, you won't. But just make sure that you know where your suits are and that other people I mean, don't. Borderline mesh your clothes up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. John Ridgeway, their uh, sixth-round sixth round pick or fifth-round defensive tackle, he said he can't wait to get here because he wants to break people's necks. So that's something to look forward to, Cowboy fans. No, I'm with that. I'm, you know, I'm with that. And sometimes you got to break people's necks when you don't have the, the talent like Michael Parsons has. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got to find you got to find your niche. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, some dudes aren't built to be – sometimes you got to just be the security guard. Like, that's what it has to be. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year. Get ready for it, Jesse. Gosh, I don't know why. You're, you, your devil's advocate case was real dark, just real dark the way you were trying to tear down poor Micah Parsons after all he's done for you uh, in terms of content. Uh, anything else? I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm tired. I'm hungover. I'm done. I'm good. We can save all our stuff for next week. Okay, sweet. All right, everybody, thanks for watching Believe Cowboy. I guess this technically this graphic has been wrong too. I need to get rid of it because that's not the this not the Jeff Cavanaugh show. Yeah, well, it is. I need somebody to make us a background. Remember, this was brought to you by Bet Online. We love you. He's at Mr. Fourth and Long, Jesse Holly. That is Mamba. Did you give Mamba your last name like everybody does with dogs? Is that Mamba Holly? Mamba Holly. This is Mamba Holly. Yes. Absolutely. Mamba Holly. Out. This is Bumba Holly. Hey, don't forget. I know we're signing off. Don't forget. May is Mental Health Month, so don't be afraid to ask for help if you need help. Um, I am here. Jeff is here. You can always reach out to us. There's numbers that you can call. Uh, therapy is cool. It's absolutely great. I go every Wednesday. Um, I enjoy it. I have fun. I pull back layers that need to be pulled back. Right, Mamba? Your brush stinks. Uh, so yeah. So don't forget um that uh that we're going through something everybody every day you never know so don't 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 be mean be nice to people even to me when i piss you guys off from the things that i say on here about your favorite sports teams i love you happy mental health awareness month, month. remember to be cool to everybody you don't know what they're going through for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.